it under just because I feel like four. That's a good number. Four commercials. And you like being the under dog. Anyways, nice. guys, on to the next the one. On to our have... next sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Underdog on DVD. Yeah. A movie that came out in the early 2000s. I never watched it. Me neither. But it had that guy from Corey in the House. Corey? Yeah, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of John B. Stetson's favorite football okay. podcast. John B. Stetson. I'm you care Joe, to explain? Because I didn't have a I didn't have a great <laughs> reaction. No, yeah. Time. I think it was the only one in this uh, is fair. I was trying to get you kind of stumped. I'm I'm joined, obviously, okay. uh, once again by my illustrious producer, Joe. Uh, how's it going, Joe? Yeah, uh, it's going pretty well. That's I want good. you to explain this John B. Okay. Wesson to me. John B. Stetson. Okay. Actually, John B. Stetson. John B. Stetson is actually the inventor of the cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't know there was an inventor of the cowboy hat until today, but I found it out. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna. <laughs> well, where we're gonna go from here now? Oh, that that's, I said that. That's awesome. Yeah. So. But um, uh, actually, I I do know where we're gonna go from here. Okay. Uh, Sorry, so, John B. Stetson. <laughs> Did, is he dead now? No, yeah, he's... Fit. How long do you think the Cowboy Hat has been around? 30, 40 years. <laughs> Tops? <laughs> at least at least a half decade. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but uh, are you familiar with Silento uh, or Silento? Oh, my gosh. No way you already know this. I, I know where you're going because this was going to be the guy that I was going to say at the beginning and I forgot until now. I was going to ask you if I could start the show so that I could no. say it. Yeah. Should we start the whole thing over again? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was literally, I was going to, I was going to, that was going to be the guy. He was, yeah. it was going to be his favorite show. Rest in peace. No, he's not dead, but he did kill his cousin. <laughs> he's okay. He's in jail now. But he, he murdered his he's, cousin. He's fine. If you're worried. Yeah. But he did kill someone. Yeah, he did murder his cousin. Yeah. Uh, so. No, and if if you're not sure who Silento is, Silento, Silento. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who, who is he? Where Joe? were you in 2015? <laughs> Was it 2000? No, it I was think it was 2015. 2015, 16. I'll tell you where Silento was. He was whipping and nay, 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 nay. all across the continent. All, all literally, uh, Silento was the guy who who came up with the "Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay" song. Yeah, uh, instant classic. Insta classic. Uh, cult oh, for classic, sure. maybe even. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's. He's it's jail. not funny because you know he killed somebody, but he did shoot and kill his cousin. Wow, it was a shooting. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he shot him. Shot him to death. Why? I don't know. Uh, you know, you hear of people killing people uh, all <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you're right. And I just really think about how easy it is to not kill somebody. Yeah, but on the other hand, on the flip flippity flop. Okay. It is so easy to kill somebody. Well, that's it's. That's fair because it is easier than you would think that it would be. Yeah. But also, most people, I think, can go most of their lives without doing it. Oh, for sure. I think the the majority. Yeah. The majority of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't killed anybody yet. Yeah. What if Anyways, one day I kill somebody and uh, then this is played on on, on oh like the news or something? Oh, my gosh. 
Wow. And I think I have to kill somebody. Now. <laughs> I think it's going to be you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're having a good... Sorry. Excuse me. We're having a great uh, great time here. Me and Joe are playing chess with each other. No, and, we're not. Um, I want it to be known that I was not playing chess. <laughs> Joe plays chess, and he's planning on playing chess as soon as I get on with the football crap. Yeah. Um, and as you guys can see, I have my full board set up. <laughs> as you guys can see, I don't know if you guys can see this. Um, no, uh, for those of you that don't know, this is the average Joe football show. I'm your host, Joe Fair, joined by my producer, Joe Thiessen. Uh, this is a, this is a show hosted by two guys named Joe. Um, one of us knows football and the other doesn't know. Um, football <laughs> were, you, were you gonna were you trying to keep that was a, a dr that seuss was a going lot there? of rhymes there in a row really uh yeah and we will uh you will talk to football eventually obviously it's the freaking super bowl today to, not today this week oh today though is the super bowl extravaganza which i don't episode. understand because how can we do that if the super bowl is not till super Sunday? bowl extravaganza i hope you're playing music when i said that yeah you're totally not gonna play music uh, Super Bowl extravaganza episode. We're gonna do talk all things Super Bowl right after we get done with the news, and then we're talking all things Super Bowl. Joe, we're gonna talk the Super Bowl. We're gonna talk uh, the big game. We're gonna talk uh, the NFL championship. We're gonna talk the final game between the AFC winner and the NFC winner. Uh, we're gonna talk the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. We're gonna talk about how Tom Brady is gonna win. Whoa, bold prediction. We'll save that for the end of the show, Joe. Goodness gracious. Um, that's the guy who doesn't know anything about football, <laughs> just so you guys know. Um, so take everything he says with a grain of salt. Rice. <laughs> salt. Um, but yeah, it's the Super Bowl extravaganza episode. Uh, I said that we would have snacks last time uh, on the last episode. I said that we had, would have guests. Uh, all that is not true. Oh, no, that's <laughs> so sad. Literally just us today. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed, Joe. I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about before we hit the news. Do you I, want me to get snacks? No, it's okay. We'll do it next Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, unless you got something else you want to say about Silent Toe, Joe, you're the one that brought him up. I, uh, I don't really. Okay. Not sure if he's wrongfully convicted or not. <laughs> That's up for debate. But uh, Allegedly. Allegedly he allegedly killed, his, killed, killed his cousin. Killed his cousin. Okay. okay. Maybe his cousin was just trying to get a little piece of the fame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should stop before we get ourselves into trouble. Yeah. Um, hopefully uh, justice is served in that situation. Um, the truth will prevail. Um, and the truth will set you free. And the truth will absolutely set you free. Uh, why don't we hit some news? Before we officially get into the news, you thought I was going to say first up. I did. I even said it. Yeah, you you said it for me. That's not how I'm starting. Uh, I was just listening to a podcast on the way over here. It was a football podcast as well. Um, Not going to name it because they don't deserve it. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. They're just talking about how how annoying it is that at the beginning of their podcast, they have like four to five minutes where they talk uh, nonsense, non-football related and how annoying that must be. And I just thought of us and the fact that ours is usually from 15 to 20 minutes of pure nonsense. Yeah. Um, so. But isn't that nice? Yeah. You know, I think it's nice. 
some people only like that part of the podcast. Yeah, like my wife. Yeah, okay. And probably mine. <laughs> we won't get into that. But um, first up, in the news, the Texans uh, were the last team going into this week without signing a head coach. And they've made it official. They're signing David David Cully. David Cully, uh, the passing game coordinator for uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm laughing because I... I, along with a lot of really big football fans, had no idea who David Cully was before this hiring. Um, it's just there's so many things here with this hiring. And there's so many things with the Houston Texans uh, right now. The David Cully hiring, I'm not going to say that it's a bad hiring. Because what do I know really about co- coaches? Not a whole lot. Um, I don't know uh, who's a good coach, who's a bad coach. There's been many coaches that are, have been surprise hires and they end up being... Uh, great successes guys like Mike Tomlin uh, John Harbaugh guys like that uh, who you know maybe weren't the the hot name weren't the big uh, name signing but ended up being fantastic coaches and you you never know 65 year old David Cully a guy who's been uh, an an assistant coach in the NFL for since 1994 uh, has never been a coordinator Uh, he's the new head coach there in Houston uh like I said, interesting hire that they would go in and bring David Cully in uh, and not even really at first want to bring in Eric Bieniemy. They didn't bring in Robert Sala for an interview. It's just a weird look. It's 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 uh, a weird hiring. We'll see how it goes down the line. He's got his work cut out for him because Deshaun Watson, also part of the news this week, officially requesting a trade from the Houston Texans. Uh, this is something that we've talked about for weeks and weeks on end. It's all... Other than, you know, the NFL playoffs and everything going on, uh, the biggest story in the NFL has been Deshaun Watson uh, in his displeasure with the Houston Texans organization, uh, his annoyance with ownership, uh, with the leadership there, uh, with Jack Easterby, uh, with with Cal McNair, the owner, um, and then the hiring of Nick Casario certainly didn't do him any favors. And apparently David Culley, uh, that hiring is not going to help things either, although Apparently, the Texans have known for weeks uh, that Deshaun Watson has requested a trade, uh, but it only came out this week. Um, and um, obviously, we, uh, we've we talked about how Deshaun Watson has that no-trade clause uh, in his contract. So he will will have a big say in where he goes. There's there's so many suitors. You could, you could argue that I would say anywhere from... from 16 to 20 some teams are probably interested half the league you would you would expect to be interested in bringing in uh deshaun watson because he is an upgrade on so many quarterbacks even teams with established quarterbacks we saw this week the browns uh brown some browns fans wanting to bring in uh him to replace baker mayfield even teams like that uh you know with baker mayfield who's a solid fine quarterback Deshaun Watson is just better. So I expect there to be a, a huge, huge market for Deshaun Watson uh, now that he's officially uh, requested a trade. Uh, he'll have a big say. Apparently, the Jets and the Dolphins are still his two preferred destinations. We haven't seen any reciprocation from those teams, really, at all. Uh, we haven't seen much reciprocation from any of the teams. There, there was rumors that the Carolina Panthers are going to make a huge, strong push uh, to bring in Deshaun Watson. Uh, that would be a cool place for him to go with all those offensive weapons. 
Uh, but this week also, Nick Casario, during David Culley's uh, introductory press conference, comes out and says that the team is still very much committed to Deshaun Watson, saying things like, organizationally, want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. We have zero interested, zero interest in trading the player. So that's what he said uh, after it had came out that Deshaun Watson requested a trade. Who knows how much weight you can put in that, but that, that's some heavy language. Zero interest in trading the player. It's also interesting to call him the player uh, and not call him by his name when he's the most important part uh, of of your team. He's He's been the biggest story to come out of your team uh, this whole offseason, but that is something to definitely continue to track. Houston reportedly wants two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and two defensive starters uh, per the Houston Chronicles' John McClain. Who knows if that's going to happen? That, that seems a little steep. I mean, I think the asking price will be big, but I think you lose a lot of leverage when everybody knows that Deshaun Watson absolutely does not want to be there, and odds are he's going to make a big stink out of being there if you don't get rid of him. So I, I think they've lost a little rev, uh, leverage in that regard. But just to pile even more on what's been a really tough season and really tough offseason uh, for the Houston Texans, J.J. is reportedly expected to part ways. Some people saying that he's actually requested already to be released rather than traded uh, from the Houston Texans. So this is just another thing going on with the Texans. The Texans, I don't think there's a team in the NFL in a worse spot uh, then the Houston Texans. J.J. Watt wants out. Deshaun Watson wants out. You could argue those are the two most important players in the history of the Houston Texans organization. Uh, so definitely we'll keep you posted on what goes on there in Houston. But odds are it's not going to be good. Next up in the news, we have the first big move of the offseason that hasn't even officially started yet. Uh, the Super Bowl has not even ended, and we already have the biggest story so far this offseason uh, and that is Matthew Stafford being traded from the Detroit Lions to the Los Angeles Rams in the first big blockbuster deal uh, probably one of the biggest deals we've seen in in years uh, Matthew Stafford goes to Los Angeles for a 2022 first round pick a 2023 first round pick a 21 third round pick and Jared Goff and that is a heck of a lot to give up for the Los Angeles Rams, two first-round picks and a third. Uh, the second first-round pick, I think, is is mostly just because of Jared Goff's contract. Uh, it's kind of a salary dump type deal, which is crazy to think that Jared Goff, just a few years ago, uh, had one of the best offenses, uh, led one of the best offenses uh, in the NFL all the way to the Super Bowl, uh, and now he's being salary dumped onto what is going to be one of the worst teams in football next year. Uh, definitely a huge fall from grace, uh, but the exact reverse thing happening to Matthew Stafford here, a guy who spent his entire career uh, on the Detroit Lions, a team that just has not been able to compete, has not been able to surround him uh, with the talent necessary. He's now going to a Los Angeles Rams team that will do whatever it takes to get talent around him. And, you, and that's not just talk. That's something we've seen time and time again. With this Los Angeles Rams team, uh, they don't care what it takes. They do not value first-round picks the same way uh, that other NFL teams uh, do. Uh, first-round picks are gold in the NFL, and it, more so than in other leagues. I think other leagues, first-round picks are not nearly as important. Uh, the NFL, 
most NFL teams place a high value on first round picks, but the Los Angeles Rams have not picked in the first round since 2016 when Jared Goff uh, was that pick. Uh, there in 2016, they picked Todd Gurley the, the year before. Uh, since 2016, they have not had a first round pick. They've traded them away for guys like Brandon Cooks, guys like Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I know Marcus Peters was in there. I don't know if he had he was a first round pick. I'm not sure, but they've 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 given away tons of tons of draft capital to bring in uh, guys like that, and they will not pick in the first round unless they trade back in until 2024. That's eight years that they will go without making a first round pick. That is unheard of uh, in the NFL. It's definitely interest, interesting to see uh, a team go so totally counter cultural uh, to what the rest of the NFL has been doing where, where first round picks are so big, draft capital is so huge. We've seen teams like the Dolphins uh, take a, essentially a year off and just collect as much draft capital as possible. And the Rams go completely the opposite. Uh, and if it works, they'll be geniuses for it. But uh, and so far it has worked. They're they're a playoff team uh, year in and year out. They've been one of the winningest teams the last few seasons since Sean McVay has been there. But uh, you have to be careful because the second that it doesn't work, and all of a sudden you don't make the playoffs for two, three straight seasons, uh, and you're you're stuck without a first round pick until 2024. Uh, things could get quite ugly and it could cost some people their jobs. But, uh, you know, as far uh, as Matthew Stafford coming in, uh, playing in that Sean McVay offense, it's going to be super fun. I can't wait. I really wish that the Rams had better uniforms because, my goodness, they're ugly. I was going to talk about this a few weeks ago uh, when when they were playing against the, the Packers in the divisional round. The Rams, I, I feel like we've forgotten and I don't see enough people talk about it anymore, how unbelievably hideous the Los Angeles Rams uniforms are. Why are there like gel on the numbers? Like, I don't understand that. It's like a shiny gel on the, on the, on the numbers. It's like, it's the stupidest looking uniform in the NFL and it sucks. They're a cool, fun team. Matthew Stafford, I think is going to have a career year. That's my prediction already very early. I think him and Sean McVay are going to be super fun. It just sucks that he has to play in those, those, dark blue and, and bone-colored uniforms uh, that the Los Angeles Rams are but uh, or have. But uh, overall, I love this trade. I think this trade is just setting the table for what's going to be an insane, wild offseason. I think we're going to see so, so many quarterbacks, so many new quarterbacks starting. Uh, almost, like I said, almost half the league, if not ha- over half the league, could potentially have brand new starting quarterbacks uh, this upcoming year, and, and that's exciting. What what an offseason it's going to be. I can't wait, but the offseason's not over yet, or the offseason is not here yet because the season is not over yet. We still have so much Super Bowl to talk about. We're going to quickly go through some quick hits, and then we're going to hit the Super Bowl extravaganza, Joe. But first, let's quickly go through some quick news uh, just to end things off. First of all, we have Jason Witten retiring for the second time, this time hopefully for good. Uh, he retires after 17 seasons in the NFL. He signs a one-year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. He's made 11 Pro Bowls. He's a two-time first-team All-Pro. He's the second uh, most receiving yards uh, in four tight ends in the history of the NFL, fifth in touchdowns among tight ends. So uh, mazel tov, as they say, to Jason Witten on, on a tremendous career there in Dallas. 
Uh, and that one season in Las Vegas that people will most likely forget, that's going to be one of those things that we look back on and be like, oh yeah, Jason Witten played for the Raiders that one year. Or, oh yeah, Jason Witten was in the Monday Night Football booth there for a year. Uh, but the next quick hit news, Big Ben announces he's planning to return uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers for one more season. It seems like it'll be the final season. Uh, he's also going to be taking a pay cut as he's owed $41.2 million uh, on his deal coming up this year. The Steelers have basically said, we're not going to pay him that. And Ben has said, that's fine. I don't really deserve that this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if Steelers fans are excited about Big Ben coming back and if Big Ben can uh, play at a high level like he did at the beginning of last season or if we're going to see more of the end of last season, Big Ben. And then finally, in the news, we have a, a super cool, encouraging story uh, to end the news off. And that's Ron Rivera. We've talked about him a few times, his battle with cancer. And officially, five months after being diagnosed with lymph node cancer. What are your lymph nodes, Joe? I don't know exactly, but I know that they can get swollen and you can they can be in different places in your body, I believe. Okay. I've had swollen lymph nodes before, I think. I think I have as well, but I didn't... And it, fe- it feels like almost like a small tumor and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. And you're like, what is that bump? But then it's just swollen lymph nodes. And imagine if that was actually cancer because yeah. that's what happened to Ron Rivera and he's now he's cancer cleared. free. Wow. After five months... Five months after being diagnosed with lymph nodes. He fought the good fight. He fought the good fight. He good made for him. It. Salute to Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. What an incredible story that has been. His ability to coach in the NFL, which is one of the most uh, demanding jobs uh, in in all of sports and in, in the world, really. Uh, you know, credit to him. Uh, congratulations uh, to him and his family. And um, yeah, just just a cool, fun story to end things off. But without further ado. Why don't we just jump straight in to the Super Bowl preview and the Super Bowl extravaganza. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are, Joe. Who would have thought when we started this little podcast, me alone in my bedroom um, with blankets and pillows all on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, that we'd make it to to our first Super Bowl on this podcast. First can't of many, believe it. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. First of many. We made it through the craziest year uh, in the history of our lifetime, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's been crazier times uh, when there was wars and stuff, but um, <laughs> definitely an insane year. Who would have thought we'd even be at a Super Bowl? Uh, it's, it's kind of a crazy testament to the NFL that they've made it this far with... No game cancellations. Not one game was canceled this year. Um, there what? was re- there was rescheduling. Oh, they would that's reschedule what you a mean. game a few days later. I knocked over one of your your chips here. <laughs> They're not chips. I know. I said it to offend you. <laughs> We're talking about chess pieces. Yeah, pawn. It was a knight. Knight. It was a knight. A pawn knight. Um, but yeah, we made it. It's a Super Bowl. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, here we are. Um. Very minute, yeah. So we made it very minimal hiccups. I can't like it's actually incredible because there are other leagues that have struggled a lot. The NBA was quite pompous about everything with their bubble, and they were like, Oh, watch the NFL, they're struggling with the game rescheduling. And now the NBA has canceled like 20% of their freaking games so far. So it's like, All right, back off, NBA. 
but we're in the Super Bowl. Joe, you got anything you want to say about this Super Bowl matchup before we get in and preview this thing? Really sink our teeth into this? Yeah, like, honestly, two really good teams, explosive teams. Uh, they nice. got good offense. They got good defense. They're going to go into the game. They're really going to do it. They're going to do it on the field. They're going <laughs> to... I'm looking forward to see the kid and the goat you know what <laughs> nice, i mean dude. really hit it off nice I'm, and uh go head to head and you know what i mean so. yeah that was, that was super i love it when you say that they're gonna go on the field they're gonna really gonna do it yeah this time it's really gonna happen this time. yeah they're, this is the time yeah this if, is the if biggest now, game of the year if not now then when yeah. you know is what you can really say exactly so the uh, big bowl is coming up and i cannot wait joe <laughs> I can't it's wait. Gonna be, it's going to be exciting. Uh, in all reality, it is exciting. It's super fun. Even for those who aren't sarcastic, uh, it's it's going to be... It's one of the, the most intriguing Super Bowl matchups we've had uh, in years, honestly. To, to have potentially one of, if not the best quarterback matchup in the history of the, fo- uh, of the football, the sport <laughs> that we call yeah. football. Uh, Tom Brady, like you said, the GOAT. What, did, what noise did you make? No. Okay, all right. Uh, I think it was a goat noise. Uh, Tom Brady, the goat, versus Patrick Mahomes, you said the kid? Yeah, I did say the kid. Uh, The potential new goat, the young goat versus the old goat. Tom Brady playing in his 10th Super Bowl uh, in 20-some years in the NFL. Uh, He's won six, lost three. Uh, It was previous nine. He's got a chance to go for seven. Nobody's ever even had six. Joe Montana only had five. And Tom Brady already has six. He has a chance to get the seven. Then you have Patrick Mahomes coming in. Uh, people are calling it a passing of the torch game. Uh, you know, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes' time. He's going to take down Brady. He's going to take over. Uh, I can tell you one thing for sure. Brady's not going to be too uh, excited to give away that torch. He's definitely not going to give it away uh, without a fight. But there's so, so many intriguing matchups and mat- uh, storylines going into this game. So we're, get, we're gonna really dive deep into uh, some keys, I think, for each team uh, to walk away with a victory. And then to have a little fun, we're gonna end things off, Joe and I, talking about some Super Bowl prop bets. That's right, bets that you can oh, make. Oh my goodness. That you don't really need to know anything about football. Uh, Joe, we're gonna get you involved, see, see what you think. Maybe we'll even, you know, Write these down. See how we do next week. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Bet real hard, cold hard cash on these. Yeah, no, I'm not doing any more things with money. <laughs> Stocks um, are down and yeah, and so are we. Everything's hitting the fan, so let's just not talk about <laughs> let's it. Let's just talk about the Super Bowl. But I want to get into previewing this matchup and previewing keys uh, for each team to win the game. And why don't we start off uh, with the team that's hosting the Super Bowl, the first ever team to host uh the super bowl and play in the super bowl it's the tampa bay buccaneers uh and they are considered the underdog in this game tom brady the first time since his very first super bowl uh considered the underdog in a super bowl in my big keys to this game for the tampa bay buccaneers three main things the bucks defensive line versus a Chiefs depleted offensive line. Um, Containing Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, duh. And then my final point is all gas and no breaks. And those are my three keys for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The first up, the the, the Ducks. The 
<laughs> the Bucks <laughs> offensive line. The Mighty Ducks are actually playing in this game as well. Um, no, the the Tampa Bay Bucks defensive line versus the Chiefs depleted offensive line. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks throughout this playoffs uh, have have had games where they are dominant, uh, not only on defense like we saw in the in that Saints game, but on that defensive line like we saw last week. Uh, against the Green Bay Packers. They had five sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Shaq Barrett, uh, who led the league in sacks last year, had three sacks. JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, had two sacks. They've been dominant at times. In, in, in times, they've, they've kind of gone away. Uh, so th- the biggest key, I think, for this Kansas City, sorry, this Tampa Bay team, is to get pressure uh, on Patrick Mahomes is to to make him uncomfortable and and I don't, I don't know what you're saying and I, and I have the same thought Patrick Mahomes is the is is amazing versus pressure and he is he's the best quarterback in the NFL against blitzes and against pressure against blitzes Patrick Mahomes has a 23 to 1 touchdown interception ratio which is insane uh when he when he's facing five plus pass rushers um he has a 116 and a half passer rating against five plus pass rushers. And it's only a 109 when he's placed facing four. So it's even it's even more impressive, his passer rating, when he's faced with more uh pressure by blitzers, which is just insane. Uh so you're thinking, how on earth when Patrick Mahomes is this good against pressure, this good against blitzes? Is blitzing him a good idea? And that's just what this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense does. That's the reason they've been successful. That's what they do best is they, they call blitzes. Um, and and if ever there were a time to attack the Chiefs with these blitzes, uh, you'd think now would be the time. Uh, obviously, you know, you don't want to be too crazy. You don't want to too, go too uh, buck wild uh, with these blitzes because of how good Patrick Mahomes is against the blitz. But they're missing... Laurent Duvernay Tardif, a guy who who opted out at the beginning of the season. They're missing Mitchell Schwartz in this game. Uh, they lost Eric Fisher last week to a torn Achilles. Uh, they lost Kalechi Osemele early on in the season. They have so many pieces missing on this offensive line. If ever there was a time to attack this offensive line, now would be that time because they are completely, completely depleted. And although Patrick Mahomes is amazing against the Blitz, uh, the one thing that you can say about him is that you you can bait him into taking brutal brutal sacks and and I th- I think back to uh, the the game against Miami that the Chiefs played this year uh, when Patrick Mahomes took a thirty some yard sack uh, against the Dolphins because he just Patrick Mahomes knows how great he is he knows how elusive he is he knows how how good he is at avoiding the sack that sometimes he gets himself into really, really tough situations and can take a brutal, brutal sack. We see the same thing from Josh Allen. It happens to him a lot. And if you can get Patrick Mahomes in that situation a few times, uh, and a lot of the times when you blitz, it's not going to work, and he's going to make you pay. But if you can get him in just enough situations to where he takes these brutal sacks that pushes them out of field goal range or backs them up way deep into their own end, that is a situation... Uh, that that would certainly help uh, your offense a lot. And then another thing defensively is you have to do a better job than you did in week 12 at containing Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And obviously, obviously, that is easier said than done. Uh, 
essentially nobody in the league has been able to contain these guys. Nobody in the league has been able to contain this offense. But we saw what they did in week 12, trying to put single coverage on Tyreek Hill. He had over 200 yards in the first quarter. He ended up with 269 yards on 13 receptions uh, and three touchdowns in that game. So that didn't work. Don't do that. Uh, and Travis Kelsey also had in 82 yards. But if you look back throughout the season, uh, Travis Kelsey, we, I think you need to zero in on him. Because Tyreek Hill, I think, is going to get his yards. I don't think that the secondary there uh, in Tampa is quite good enough to contain him. I don't think any sec secondary is good enough to contain him. But Travis Kelsey is one situation I think that they can do a better job at containing. And he is almost a bigger part of that offense than Tyreek Hill even is. But on that Tampa Buccaneers offense, you have two fast athletic linebackers in Levante David and Devin White. If you can match them up with Travis Kelsey and do everything you can to shut him down because he is a third down monster. That is a huge, huge key to victory, I think, is shutting down Travis Kelsey because this... This um, Tampa, this Kansas City team, rather, they they rely on him in, in huge key situations. And Tyreek Hill's going to get his yards. Uh, this the Bucs already have the best rush defense in the NFL, so you don't have to worry about that against a very bad rushing team. Uh, Tyreek Hill's going to get his yards. Just do everything you can to contain um, Travis Kelsey with guys like Devin White, guys like. Levante David and Antoine Winfield Jr. If he can play, he's still injured right now. But containing Tyreek Hill and zeroing in on that is huge. And then my final key to victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is all gas and no breaks. And I think this is a big reason why Tampa Bay matches up really well with this Kansas City team. It's this all gas, no breaks no risk it, no biscuit mentality that Bruce Arians has for this team. Um, if you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, you will most likely, especially if you're playing them in the playoffs, you will most likely start the game with a lead. Uh, Kansas City seems to every single game allow their opponent to get up in the game, get a lead, 10, 13 point lead, uh, and then the opponent starts to take their foot off the gas. And that's when you get 21, 28, 30 five unanswered points scored on you. You cannot, cannot let that happen if you're Tampa Bay. So if you get off to that to that early lead, you need to be aggressive. And you, you need to be the exact opposite of what we saw from Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks ago. Field goals are not going to do it against this team. And we saw it, like I said, against Buffalo. We've seen it against Tampa Bay. We saw uh, a Green Bay opt for field goals in key situations. That's not going to work against this Kansas City team. When you have chances to step on step on their neck, when you have chances to put them away, you have to be aggressive and put them away. You have to score to beat Kansas City, and that sounds obvious, but Kansas City is going to score. They're going to get their points. You have to do everything you can uh, and more to to match and and hopefully overmatch their scoring. So if you get off to that lead, and uh, I feel very confident in Bruce Arians uh, and his no risk it, no biscuit mentality because uh, he's not he's not the type of guy. We saw him last week, uh, a few seconds left, 13 seconds left before the half. He decides to go for it at midfield on fourth and three or whatever it was. He throws a 
throws a dot from Tom Brady uh, to the end zone for a touchdown to Scotty Miller. That's that's the type of aggression you need to play with uh, if you want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs because you you can either go down sad or you can go down swinging or you you know you might surprise some people uh, and some of these risks, some of these chances pay off and you beat Kansas City. And that is the key to beating Kansas City is aggression, all gas, no breaks for Tampa Bay. And then moving on to the other team involved in this Super Bowl, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs who will try to go back to back. The first team since Tom Brady's Patriots uh, in the early 2000s to win back to back Super Bowls. And my three keys for the Kansas City Chiefs to win Super Bowl 55 is one, get pressure on Tom Brady, two, make the Bucks pay on blitzes, and three, score first and keep on scoring. So, first up, and this is something we've heard over and over, and people have said until they're blue in the face the way to beat Tom Brady is to get pressure and get pressure up the middle specifically. Uh, and that hasn't changed. Uh, is As cliche as it sounds, as duh as it sounds, the way to beat Tom Brady is to get pressure on him, is to, is to disrupt his rhythm, uh, disrupt his timing. Um, and despite how amazing Tom Brady is, is, and he is amazing, he's the greatest of all time, um, when he's been beat in, the, in both the Super Bowl uh, and in this season, we've seen he's been beat because of the pressure on him. It's because getting, even if it's not sacks, getting in his face, getting in his grill, disrupting his timing, uh, you know, just just causing things to be just slightly disrupted so that he doesn't have these easy completions. We saw it uh, in his Super Bowl losses to the Giants. We saw it uh, in that Eagles Super Bowl loss. Uh, He had that huge sack fumble that cost him the game there at the end. And then we've seen it this year at times that I can think back to the Bears loss. And I think it was Monday Night Football. Um, Tom Brady just had no time. The Bears were relentless and they they could not get anything done. If you get in there, disrupt his timing. I understand the Chiefs defense is not great. And I think they're going to struggle in this game just as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense will struggle. But you need guys like Chris Jones, Frank Clark, who always seems to step up. Both of those guys seem to step up in big games. You need them to step up big, get pressure on the GOAT, get in his grill, disrupt his timing, and that will be a huge, huge key because if you can do that, uh, Tom Brady will get frustrated. Uh, and I think we will see them uh, start to, to start to wear away uh, at this Tampa Bay offense. And then on to the second point, and it's make the Bucks pay, pay on these blitzes. And this is something I talked about when I was talking about the Buccaneers uh, blitzes. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers love to bring pressure. They love to bring blitzes. And I think it's because the lack of real talent or experience. They have a decent secondary. It's very young and inexperienced. Carlton Davis is young. Antoine Winfield Jr. is young. Uh, all those guys, Sean Murphy Bunting, all super young guys. Uh, I think they make up for that inexperience by just sending the house a lot. They During the regular season, they blitzed on 39% of their dropbacks, which is the third highest uh, in the NFL behind just the Cardinals and the Dolphins were number one. Um, so when you're when they're blitzing that much, and we talked about how amazing Patrick Mahomes is against the blitz, you have to make them pay on those blitzes. This is the exact inverse of what we were talking about with the Buccaneers. Uh, when we talk about the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers had to make 
those blitzes count. And if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to make those blitzes count for you. When they do blitz, there's usually going to be a guy open. That guy is usually going to be Travis Kelsey. That guy's usually going to be, you know, somebody. Somebody's going to be open. If they're blitzing, that means there's one guy unaccounted for. And you got to be able to find that guy. You got to be able to get quick completions. And we've seen this at times throughout this playoffs. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs find with 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 taking the easy dump offs, taking the short completions, and turning them into big gains. And that's such a huge key uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game is making the Buccaneers pay for taking chances. If they're going to pl- do the risk it biscuit, uh, no risk it, no biscuit mentality, you got to make them pay for taking those risks. And then on to the final point, and this is something that is obvious. Uh, and, and this is if if you're the Chiefs, score first and then just never stop scoring because it's pretty obvious. If you score first and then you continue to score more than your opponent, you cannot lose the game. Uh, and that's obvious. Um, the Chiefs like to, like I said, they like to, they like to start with themselves behind the eight ball. They love doing it. We see it in literally almost every single playoff game that Patrick Mahomes has played in. The Chiefs start down 10, down 14, down 21, down 24. Just ridiculous deficits. They come back in the blink of an eye. But this is the one thing that I think can result in a blowout. If the Kansas City Chiefs can shake that, if they can start off hot and then continue to just be themselves, play hot throughout the whole game, I think this game, they could blow the doors off this game and this could be a blowout. This is the only situation that I could see a blowout happening. Uh, and I think it's a very small chance of this happening. But if you can score first, uh, I think that opens up the rest of the game. I, th- I think you got to feel confident that you can you can outscore the Buccaneers the rest of the game uh, because you cannot fall asleep at the wheel uh, when you do score first because Tom Brady has the second most fourth quarter comebacks in the history of the NFL. You cannot let him get back into another Super Bowl and you cannot let the ball be in Tom Brady's hands, regardless of how old he is, regardless of what you think of Tom Brady. You cannot have it be a one possession game, come down to the final possession and have Tom Brady have the ball in that final possession. You cannot do that. So when you score uh, and when, when you have a lead, you have to continue to score. It's 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 very much the same like we talked about with the Buccaneers, the all gas, no breaks mentality. Uh, if, if Kansas City can start off hot, there's a good chance Tom Brady never gets a chance uh, to make that, uh, that game-winning drive there at the end. Uh, so that is my keys for this game. And before we get into my score prediction and who I think is going to win Super Bowl 55, why don't we get... Joe involved a little bit. Joe, how you been? You've been playing a little chess. Yeah, but I realized that I put myself in check a long time ago, which you're not allowed to do, and I messed the whole thing you, up. You, so. Sorry, you did what? Put myself in check. What's that? Um, so I I moved this knight here. Um, this is good for an audio. Thing. So yeah, I moved my king here, and then I moved my knight over here. Okay. But I can't do that because I can't move my king here because that that puts me in check right okay. here. All right. You cannot put yourself you cannot put yourself into check. Okay. Well, I'm gonna put you in check a little bit here, and we're gonna talk about some Super Bowl prop bets. I don't know if you know 
what prop bets are, Joe. Flip of the coin, color of the juice, color of the shoe. Everything, man. Very good. Those are two of the ones here. So Super Bowl prop bets are stupid. Um, they're things that, these are legit things that people can bet on. I, I looked these up. You can look them up yourself uh, if you don't believe me. I found these on, hang on one second if I can find it here, USA Today. So this is a legit source. I found these. You can legitimately bet on these. And I want to get your opinion, Joe. The first thing that you can bet on, like you talked about, the coin toss. And this is a 50-50, obviously. Literally the yeah. definition of 50-50. So you have the same odds. Yeah. It's minus 105. So you have to bet $105. I think that's how that works, to win $100. So, so how much do you make in the end? Do you make a hundred dollars in the end? Yeah, hundred. Yes. What? Yeah. You have to so bet hundred. In... You have to bet hundred and five to win one hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. So what? Like, you say you're betting on this. What? What are you? This is. I think this is an intriguing look into somebody's brain. Heads or tails? What do you usually choose? Heads or tails? Or do you not have a specific one that you choose? I would say tails. Tails. Yeah. Is there a reason? No. Okay. I would agree because tails never fails, baby. Yeah. That's literally, that. That's I choose tails every time. Oh. Every single time. I don't, just literally because that stupid little rhyme. Oh, I, I, I never, that's my first time hearing that rhyme. I'm going to be quite honest with really? you. Really? You've never heard tails never fails? I've never heard that before ever. Really? Yeah. So, seriously. So you would be picking tails in this scenario. Yeah, I would be. Yep. Yeah. And then you feeling pretty confident about that? Pretty confident. I'm going to be honest. Okay. All right. I'm so. not putting any money on it. But uh, too too late. <laughs> oh. Um here's 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 a good one. And this is something you can actually bet on. What word in the broadcast is said first? Um not not the first word, but like which one of these two words is said first? Oh my goodness. COVID or pandemic? Which one do you think is gonna be said first? Uh, pandemic. Pan oh shoot. Pandemic. COVID. COVID? You're changing. Yeah. Okay. No, it's COVID. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because they're going to say COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. I thought, pit, but pandemic has good odds, man. You bet 100 bucks, you can make 300 bucks. It's plus 300. That's the underdog. Oh. <laughs> I, I piqued your interest a little bit with that one. Yeah, I did. You like, did. I, listen, if there's anything I'm going to bet on, it might... I, I also agree with you. I think they're going to say COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. It feels like something... Or COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, uh, but you might just get lucky, and they might just say pandemic first, you know, and then you're three hundred bucks richer. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But that's an interesting one. That's that's one that you could literally only have this year. You know, you can't you can't really. Well, you could try, you know, doing it years, <laughs> years down the line. I hope that we're still not talking about COVID nineteen pandemics. No, no. Next I... Super Bowl, that would be depressing yes uh and here's here's one another one that you were talking about the gatorade color so this is the the color of the gatorade that gets thrown on the game winning coach either bruce arians or andy reed okay um and here are here are the options orange so orange is hang on let me look at these odds i gotta figure this orange is the favorite okay so i think most of the time is this orange so it's plus 125 huh um red slash pink um, that's plus 300 yellow slash green slash lime. They threw all those three into, into, wow. The, lime is not really a color. I don't know why that's even in there. Mm. And then you have purple or blue and blue is blue is that's got good odds. Plus 700 right there. 
Oh, I would do blue. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling too. You, wait, you have to put in a hundred bucks? Well, you don't have to. Like if you put in more, it's just plus 700 is just, I guess an example. I don't know how to do the calculation. I'm not a better at all, but no. basically if you would bet a hundred bucks and you win, you'd make $700 off that. So bet. if you bet 200, you'd get 1400, you would think. Wow. No. Yeah. think. Yeah, you I think, think that that's probably how it works. I I would assume so. But that seems really good. Per, blue? Yeah. Like, if I had extra cash, absolutely. But there's got to be a reason why that it's, that, like, what, it, I mean, it must not be very likely that, that there's blue Gatorade at these games. I know. But, like, I don't know. Like, orange does feel like a color that you would see a lot. Orange is kind of like the Gatorade color, is it not? I don't know. <laughs> why would you want orange Gatorade I, cause well, here's a, here's why I would choose blue. When I played soccer, when I did any sports, when I did, when, mm. I, when I ever did anything athletic, Perfect. when I do anything athletic currently, yeah. blue Gatorade always. That's I what always I'm go saying. for the blue Gatorade. 100%. It's the best one. I, I agree. Blue is the best flavor. And I think that's a pretty popular opinion as well. Yeah. That it is I, I don't think that that's best crazy. Flavor. So I, th- I feel like a lot of people think that the lime yellow color is the best. Uh, no, the it's best flavor. It gives me heartburn, man. It's fine. It's also, like, the grape one, NFL players wouldn't be drinking grape yeah. flavored. Uh, purple seems like it should be the longest of long shots. Yeah. I would I yeah. would almost bet my mortgage on it not being purple. Yeah, me too. Because purple and seems... <laughs> come on. Let's get real here. Yeah. We're betting about colors. Grow up. Yeah, gr- grow up. Seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm... I don't know. Are we going to bet on some of these? Yeah, you want to bet on one? I don't have the I <laughs> I don't have the funds. My wife won't let me. Okay, well, <laughs> well let's not bet actual money. So okay, so you said ha- tails. Mm-hmm. I also said tails. I guess you said um, COVID. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't say what I say, but I'm thinking COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gatorade color. What are you feeling? Which color do you think it's going to be? I'm going to go blue. Blue. I am actually going to go blue. That's not bad. I'm going to stick safe. I'm going to go orange. I wish it would. Blue seems like such a such a smart bet. Blue. Come on. But no, I'm going to go orange just to be safe because I want to be right. We might check back, back on these things next week. Or we might not. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, also, he- here's the next one. Um, so, Super Bowl commercials. Huge, huge oh, deal. Oh, my goodness. Super Bowl commercials are all the rage. Budweiser announced they're not actually doing a Super Bowl commercial this year, which is the smartest thing ever. Why? They just... Imagine how much publicity they got from an announcing that they're not doing a Super Bowl commercial. Probably almost as much as actually yeah. having so one. So they just saved millions, literally millions of dollars, and they still got the free advertisement. No advertising Advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> free advertisement. <laughs> that know, actually brings us to our sponsor, adver- Bud Light. Bud, Bud Light. Yeah. Not Budweiser. They actually did a commercial. Oh. It was a part in? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> you have to say something, man. I don't know where to go. <laughs> okay. How many commercials do you think that there's going to be featuring a dog? Three. And this is over, under. Okay. There's an over, under. Over four and a half or under four and a half? How do you do the half thing? Uh, it's, just, it's just a number. You, you just can't say, well, you can't say four and a half. There's not going to be half a commercial. Oh. It's just they're trying to find a, a number. So over four and a half. Under. You think under? Yeah. Under four and a half. They mean are about a dog or no, they have there's a dog? there's just a dog in it. How many commercials will have a dog in it? Four and a half seems over. like a lot. Over four okay. and a half. Over. You're saying over now. Yeah. People do really like dogs. 
Yeah. The favorite is over four and a half. Somehow. The favorite is minus 250 over four. That's, then, you know, they must know something that I don't know. There must be so many commercials with dogs in it. Wow. How many commercials are there in one Super Bowl? Well, yeah. Tell me how many. If I knew how many commercials there were, I would have a better guess. And I can't answer that. Sorry, I didn't do enough research for this. How dare you? We're already talking about this a lot more than I thought we would. <laughs> but over... I'm gonna I think over four and a half. I honestly do think so. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to say under just because I feel like four. That's a good number. Four commercials. And you like being the under dog. Anyways, nice. guys, on to the next on one. On to we our have. next sponsor. Um, <laughs> Underdog on DVD. Yeah. The movie that came out in the early 2000s. I never watched it. Me neither. But it had that guy from Corey in the house. Corey? Yeah, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Kyle Massey. Oh, yeah. Kyle Massey. Very yes. good. And the next one is, will Kyle Massey show up at the Super Bowl? I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> anybody who's anybody is going to be at the, at the Super Bowl. He's Corey in the freaking house. Um, here's This is, a again, a legit thing that you can bet on. The primary color of Patrick Mahomes' headband. Uh, and, and the choices are, so red is the favorite, minus 400. Black, gray, or white? White. Wow. It's going to be white. That's the ultimate underdog. That's plus 600. I'm going to make so much money Dude, then. Dude, that's a... Now that I think about it, I think it's going to be red. I think for the most part, he. I don't know. We should Google uh, Patrick Mahomes' headbands. Like, what does he usually wear? I feel like it's red, but like some of the, like, I don't, I can't imagine him wearing a black headband. Oh boy. Okay. So I Google it. He actually has a wide array of headbands more than I thought. Really? He's got a black one. He's got a, so there is red, a lot of red, but he does wear a black one at times. What did you say? White? White. He's got a white one in one of these pictures. Yes. Well, black might be a, a better, oh, oh it is. Plus two two ten, so you can make two hundred ten bucks off a hundred dollar bet. That's not bad, but it red seems like the overwhelming favorite. But he does wear black a lot. White is one that he looked like he wore in college quite a bit. So I don't know. What an interesting topic to talk about. What color headband? <laughs> what color headband would you wear, Joe? I would wear white. You would wear white. That'd be the ultimate baller move. White headband. Yeah, that would look good. That would look really good. Would I you think. go with like just the the just the one like the sweatband headband or would you go with like the do rag like the not not so much do rag but like the thicker the one that you know what patrick mahomes wears yes, like that that, big, that one that's what you're considering yes. do rag that or also the one that's really cool is like the ninja headband like it's like that kind of but it's got like the top the top that's the, that's the, that's what that, i imagine right now oh really that's not what he wears his is, his doesn't have the tying thing in the back but that, that would be, be the coolest one to so wear. So yeah, cool. the ninja headband is the coolest. That would be like thing. the best. Like yes, I won the Super Bowl last year. I'm 25 years old. Yeah, I'm better than you at everything. Yeah, I'm a ninja now. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. That's what I would do. The ninja but, headband. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, 100. percent And you're thinking it's gonna be white. It's I'm gonna, gonna just, be white. I think it's gonna be red, but that's not fun. So I'll say black, just for the. I mean, that's not really fun either. It's just talking about <laughs> headbands. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then we have a final two of them one of them is how many times does giselle bunchen will be shown on on the broadcast so i don't know if do you know who giselle bunchen is anyone who's any no i don't okay that's tom brady's wife oh she's a model giselle bunchen 
they have multiple children together. Okay. Um, I don't know why I laughed at that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> she is. Kids? <laughs> the over under is one and a half. How many times she'll be shown on the screen? And I think this is easy, easy money. Man. Over, over, one hundred percent. Are you kidding over. me? Are you kidding me? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I know. Uh, one and a half. I would, I would smash the over on that. That's plus yeah. one, uh, one seventy right there. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Especially if this is a close game, comes down to the wire. Tom Brady's on the field driving at the end. They're going to show Giselle covering her mouth and like just free. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like a concern or like he scores a big touchdown. After every touchdown, they're probably showing her celebrate 100%. Yeah. yeah. This feels like a. Mostly because there's going to be nobody there in yeah. the stands. Well, there's actually, well, there is going to be people, but like not. You know, yeah, but not totally, like totally 40,000 like yeah. there usually would be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that feels like easy money, man. Smash the over on that. I feel mm-hmm. like at least four times. Yeah, at least four times. Oh, for sure. And then the final one is which coach's nostrils do you think is going to show first? Because of the mask. That's so. Oh, because yeah. they have to wear masks. Doesn't yeah, Andy can... Reid use the uh, face shield. See, that's that's why I brought this one up. That is a good point. Okay, Bruce Arians feels like he is he is um he is the the favorite so people are thinking bruce arians he doesn't wear his mask properly very often so it's probably going to be him but also like you said andy this is an intriguing thing andy reed sometimes wears the hockey visor where it's just a see-through visor it's not a it's not a mask it's a visor and that's like bam again plus 150 easy money again yeah what if he breaks out the see-through thing you know that's that's right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So you know, just something to chew on a little bit. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Bruce Arians, just to be just to be cheeky about it's it. It's gonna be Andy Reid. Nice. It will. I think so. Very good. All right. What a jolly good time. <laughs> and speaking of jolly good times, the Super Bowl is happening. Uh, we'll be watching, whether you like it or not. Joe will be watching. And why don't I just end off with my Super Bowl prediction. Joe, I don't know if you want to go first with your Super Bowl prediction, who you think is going to win, how you think things are going to go. In all in all seriousness, okay. I'm going to be serious about it for a second. Nice. I would love, I would absolutely love to see um, Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl. Really? But if Tom Brady won this Super Bowl, I would lose my mind. How, this would be what, number seven? Seven, yeah. That's a Seven. lot of championships won. Yeah, that's and if most. he if he wins from going switching to a brand new team yeah. from a team that he has been on for how many years? Twenty plus years. Twenty plus years. I don't years, know the exact number, but switching to a brand new team, brand new players that he that he hasn't played with. Yep. And this like team was making, not a playoff team last year. And making his way up, building the team up like that, and then winning a Super Bowl. That's like that's like a comeback. It's. For obviously he's the greatest yeah. like he's amazing but no you're that's incredible uh yeah uh but you didn't expect that did you no that's inc- that's that's good analysis 100 mm-hmm. what tom brady has done uh this year is just another notch on his belt like to, to, to come to a brand new team bring them all a team that has you know they were not a playoff team last year they weren't even really all that close uh to bring them all the way back uh, and to see what happened to the Patriots this year, not making the playoffs, it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. He really brought the brought the magic, I, I think. No, one hundred percent, and it just totally changed the the 
look of that team totally changed the attitude on that team so are you are you going with the buccaneers or what no i i i still will go with the chiefs. <laughs> that being said yeah that all being said i i, I still am going to go with the chiefs because i do think that the amount of experience that patrick mahomes has had with his team mm, he does have the point. advantage i think yeah i think so oh, yeah you got um, a, a score prediction i don't have no okay. i don't even know how many points a touchdown is yes you do i was, like, I was kidding <laughs> okay but just let us know this the only score really that you can't have is one to zero so just just throw out a score prediction what do you th- you think it's gonna be a close game it's gonna be a close game nice. it's gonna be a nail biter nice i hope so i i'm gonna be help. on the edge of my seat but you better you better be on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. no score no score then oh yeah here we go <laughs> 27 25 wow so a little a uh, little low scoring 27 25 that's two-point game that would be that would be fun 100 i like Watch that. it just be a blowout buccaneer just... see that's that's kind of where i sit i think this is either going to be a really close game coming to the wire or the chiefs are going to blow them out mm-hmm. uh because like i said if the chiefs get off to a hot start and just keep it rolling the chiefs are a dominant team uh but the buccaneers what they've what they've been able to do with tom brady tom brady coming in there uh changing that team completely Tom Brady does this time and time again. He wins these kind of games. Uh, you cannot count him out. Uh, but that being said, like you, I just, I feel like I got to go Kansas City because uh, they're just so dominant. Patrick Mahomes is, uh, I talked about it last week, the most dominant quarterback I've ever seen. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, but I've never seen anybody play the quarterback position the way Patrick Mahomes plays it. Um so I think it's going to be a, a Kansas City Chiefs win. I think it's going to be a 33-23 to 23 victory, a 10-point victory. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes balls out. He's Super Bowl MVP. And I think if the Buccaneers, if this Buccaneers team cannot beat this Chiefs team, I don't know of any team in the league that can beat this Chiefs team. We might be on the verge of a real dynasty here in Kansas City. But what do we know? You know, we're just a couple of guys with a couple mics. Uh, we all get to see what happens in real life this Sunday. Really excited. Uh, had a fun show, Joe. I don't know if you enjoyed yourself. I did a lot. Uh, even though you checked yourself, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You check yourself. Uh, what? How's that saying? You check, check, your, check yourself, yourself before, before you, wreck. you wreck yourself. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so make sure you guys do that this weekend. Um, make sure you guys follow us on social medias at underscore average joe so on instagram and twitter well twitter is still a little bit of a mess right now (laughs) trying to figure that whole situation out so maybe just instagram for now make sure you subscribe subscriptions are huge sharing is huge um give us five stars or a like or whatever it takes for you to to say hey i like this podcast would definitely appreciate that a bunch uh Joe, you got anything to say before we wrap the show up? No, man. I'm all ears. <laughs> You're all ears. All yeah. right. Very good. We're going to be all ears and all eyes on Tampa Bay this weekend for Super Bowl 55. Super excited. We will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>